0: I have such a deep respect for HR professionals and the HR industry as a whole. And it's because of individuals such as today's guest on Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. This guest, Sprout HR founder, Ashley Cox. Ashley's career is a love song to people and creating companies and teams that are all about the individual people. Even more. She's now using her company to support leaders in building their businesses with the right people. So, how exactly does she do that? And what do owners need to know about hiring the right individuals for their business? Well, keep on listening on this episode as we explore what if businesses aligned their people plan with their business plan. Hello there, I'm Lindsay Harl, your host of the Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. As a brand and content specialist by trade, mental health advocate and speaker through lived experience, and a quirky Canadian gal on a mission to bring more human back into our businesses and our communities, this podcast asks the question, what if businesses realized that they are people too? Now listen in as we explore the personhood of a business, uncovering what components, connections, and nutrients these live entities need to thrive as their true original selves. A labor of heart, of joy, and of connection. This podcast is for leaders who believe in humans. Now are you ready to hear what could happen if businesses realize that they are people too? Great, me too. So let's do this together. Welcome back to the Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Harrell, and I am so excited to have the guest with us today that we have. Her name is Ashley Cox. Wonderful. Ashley Cox is a dual certified HR professional with nearly 15 years of experience working with Fortune 500 companies and small businesses alike. As a consultant, mentor, speaker, and author, Ashley is on a mission to help more women step into leadership roles because the the world needs more women leading the way. As the founder and CEO of Sprout HR, a boutique HR consulting firm, she and her team specialize in helping women-owned businesses hire and lead thriving teams with their smart and simple strategies. They believe that growing your team should be fun and easy. Now, Ashley currently lives in Northeast Tennessee in the United States with her husband, pardon me, with her husband, Mike, and their rescue dog, Mila, who is 100% a child and not a pet. Now, Myla is also the chief happiness officer of Sprout HR. And if you go to their website, which we will have at the end and in the show notes, you will see why. She is the chief happiness officer. Now, Ashley and her family love to hike, kayak, and are generally up for anything adventurous. In fact, <laughs> Ashley recently rappelled down the 20-story Bristol Motor Speedway Tower for charity. <laughs> what? She's also an avid reader. Mm -hmm. with anywhere from three to five books, always in rotation, and an active member in her local community, serving on the junior board of directors for the YWCA of Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Oh my golly gosh, Ashley Cox, welcome to Businesses Are People Too, a
1: podcast. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It is a joy and a pleasure to be here with you today.
0: (laughs) I am so honored that you have uh, come on this show. I have such a tremendous respect for the HR world and recruitment and leadership development. And you yourself got got started in this world at such a young age and have an an immense experience in HR. From your experience, you have shared that you are always creating programs and leading in a way that was for the people you were always serving for the people that uh, were part of the company. So can you share a wee bit though about how this now shapes the hiring and leadership work that you do with your clients today?
1: Absolutely. I think when we first met, Lindsay, we talked briefly about how I accidentally ended up in HR. Mm -hmm. It was never a predetermined or planned career path, but Because of the way that I show up and I serve and and the things that I enjoy doing and the things that make sense for my personality and my characteristics, it's always been about the people, Mm -hmm. every single thing. And so naturally, that's what makes the most sense for me to to do it as a business and, and for a business. And so the way that I pull all of that experience into what I do today with small businesses is really all about where are these people struggling? Where are the bottlenecks happening in their businesses and what skills and experiences and expertise do I have to help them either close that gap so that they're not trying to leap over a chasm or how do I help them fast track through problems and pitfalls and challenges that I know from experience and from falling flat on my own face in the past uh, that I can help them avoid or you know skip to the front of the line and not have to learn so many hard lessons. And so it, it really is about how do I help this person get to that next level? more quickly, more simply, and with uh, you know, less of a busted up face uh, than I've had in the past or that I see a lot of business owners making, especially women, since that's where I specialize, uh, in running their businesses and in growing to those you know, six and seven and eight figure levels. Mm-hmm. What really
0: resonated with me with what you just said, there's a very strong, you are going to fail and have lessons regardless of how beautifully strategic and planned out we are, you're just not going to have as many bruises as me in these specific areas. And so yes, I, I love that there's this reality to the conversation that you're having in that, hey, listen, I've been there. These are the things I absolutely would recommend and can see um, would support you in your hiring and leadership development processes that doesn't mean you're not gonna have your own lessons and falls along the way, but I'm here to help you with them, right? And I think particularly uh, with, with women leaders and women business owners, that is something that often holds us back is that we are fearful of making the wrong step and having the hard lesson. But what I feel that you're doing is you're making it easier to have the hard lesson. I hope happen. so. Yeah.
1: I hope so, and I and I think too that because women are still grossly underrepresented in leadership positions, mm-hmm. whether that's in corporations or small businesses or government or wherever it is, women are grossly underrepresented across the board. That makes it really hard to find women to look up to and mm-hmm. to see what is it that they're doing? How did they navigate this in their career? How did they make these decisions? How did they gain the courage uh, to step up into that leadership role? Um, And a lot of times the women that are in those roles have taken on very masculine characteristics. And so it's hard to see ourselves in those women sometimes because we're like, well, that's just not who I am. That's not how I would have ever behaved or handled that situation or, Um, That seems intimidating or scary, and I'm not sure I'm up up to task for that. And so what I like to do is really share all, I'm pretty much an open book. I'm going to share all of my my failures and my forehead slapping moments and and the the things that I discovered as through my career in being a woman in leadership in a very male dominated industry um, in hopes to show that you don't have to change who you are at your core to be an amazing leader. In mm-hmm. fact, we need more of what you have at your core as a woman and bringing out that more feminine energy uh, to to lead our companies, to lead our teams, to lead our governments and our politics and and all the things, you know, right in this world. And so I hope that by sharing and being vulnerable and talking about the things that lots of people don't want to talk about uh, in their leadership journeys and our and failures and our misgivings and our mistakes and, and whatnot, that 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 opens a, a door of possibility for other women to say, you know what, I can do that too.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go right into the next question as I just, what you're saying. Uh, so I'm here in Alberta, Canada, specifically Calgary. It's an, it, it's a changing oil and gas city is I guess what I should say, but I've interviewed a number of female leaders in very high roles in oil and gas organizations, those who in fact have started them. And what I found is you're exactly right, is that um, a number of them have had to take on those more typical, quote unquote masculine personalities. But there, there's one in particular, and she has since, unfortunately, passed away, who when I interviewed her, I, I, I fell in love with her instantly because she was very much, you could hear the, the oil and gas conversation, but also her soul talking. Hmm. And I know she was a very divisive, divisive leader within the industry here because of her thoughts, but also because of her leadership style. But to me, she was also one of the most inspirational in bringing a new, and who I'm talking about is uh, Suzanne West, who was the uh, leader of um, Imaginea Energy here. And it was just this amazing understanding of you can really grow and succeed and be your heart while also succeeding in a male-dominated industry without having to take on those specific things. And that was a big lesson that she shared with me throughout... Um, our conversation um, and it just stayed with me uh, Mm -hmm. from early on back in 2013 when I interviewed her to today that is absolutely key is is Mm -hmm. allowing us as women leaders to be our whole selves without that having to emulate men
1: yes yes Yes, exactly. And it it really is, you know, leading from a space of your own natural gifts and talents and strengths and not trying to be someone you're not, which is one really big reason why so many women shy away from or are much slower to hire employees in their business because they think they have to become this person that they're not Mm -hmm. and that they have to be harsh and mean and uh, you know, demanding and all of these really awful terms. And, and a lot of times, to be fair, uh, you know, our culture dictates that what is strong and admirable and good in a male leader are often very negative connotations in female leadership. And so it's, it's taking a look at what are those strengths that we have and how do we leverage them in a way that helps us become really strong, effective leaders in a way that feels good um, and is in alignment with our values and our heart and our soul and and who we are as as women and as people. Yeah, and
0: and really just removing that gender aspect and just say this yeah. is a person who is a leader. Who, who
1: who is a leader? Yeah. Who is end of sentence? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Per, period. <laughs> period. Okay. All right. Now we can move on to the next question. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love those deep rabbit trails. (laughs) Deep,
0: deep rabbit trails. But I think um, simply because of the conversations I've been having, particularly in the last week alone, it's an important one to hit on. However, moving on. (laughs) You you yourself work with a lot of creatives as clients. Mm. We're interesting. But I'm wondering, you know, are there some more common things, some mindset tools, skills, along those lines that the creative community tends to overlook when it comes to hiring and if so why those things or is it any different
1: oh I love this question because I think our creative friends and let me let me put a a caveat here I am also a creative friend (laughs) I, I grew up a very creative child writing songs and stories and dancing and singing and being on stage. And And how I ended up in HR is truly just because I love people, not because I love policies or you know, rules or things like that. So I'm very much a creative person at heart. And I think that what really helps me connect with the creative audience that I have is, is that part of my personality. And what I, we, they, you struggle with generally when it comes to hiring is our creativity is so much a part of who we are. It's our baby. It's our, it's our creation from nothing. It's something that we look at and say, oh, but if somebody else touches that, it's not, it's not going to be the same. Um, and so we have a hard time letting go. And we also tend to be a little more scattered, a little more disorganized. Um, You know, the the creative mind that you get into is not one of, of setting projects up in project management boards. So that becomes a feeling that's very overwhelming. And if we can't, the stories we like to tell ourselves is if I can't set all of my processes up in this project management tool, then there's no way I can ever hire an employee. I'm just doomed. And so they put off hiring employees for way, way, way too long because they feel like they have to be, again, someone that they're not in order to take that next step. When in fact, the whole reason we hire is to find people who have different skill sets than we do, who have different strengths than what we do. So if you look at my own team, my team member, Mara, is night and day different than me. I'm the creative, I'm the outgoing, I'm the, you know engaging, I wanna be on video in front of people teaching and talking and that is not Mara whatsoever. She is like, I am perfectly happy to be in the background. Nobody needs to see me, nobody needs to know me. Like I'm good back here, putting things into project management tools keeping the business on track and focused, making sure the technology is working, connecting bits and pieces that guess what? They never existed in my business until Mara got here. Mm -hmm. So what, what we're doing is we're actually holding ourselves back from getting the help that's going to help us do the things that we're not currently able to do or want to do. Let's just face it. I do not want to be stuck in a mail system or a project management tool, figuring out how to put these tech pieces together. That Mm -hmm. is not where I thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are the things that are going to help our business grow to that next level with more ease and with, you know, amazing team members who are going to be there supporting us and the business all along the way. I don't know. Did I answer the question? I got really passionate about, uh, about that topic because it's one that so many just really, really struggle with yes you absolutely
0: did answer the question um one i'm wondering and and just just thought of right now um (laughs) but how is that different from other types of business owners or leaders that you work with um so those who would not typically fall underneath that
1: creative mindset label Mm I would say the biggest difference would be the creatives feel like they need to have all of these pieces in place, um, and then they feel very inadequate. But then on the other side, other general types of business owners, they dive head first into thinking, "Well, I've got it all put together, and now I've hired these employees, and uh oh, I have hired all the wrong employees because I didn't actually know what I needed before I hired." So that that's kind of the primary difference i see between the creatives and maybe you know somebody who would not identify as a creative business type they usually find themselves in the problems after they've done the hiring
0: <laughs> interesting oh i love that no i don't love that people are finding themselves in the problems <laughs> <I know. laughs> let's be clear but i love <laughs> that there is this difference because mm-hmm. how much relief does that take off of a business owner Mm -hmm. to know that not all mindsets work the same and every single type of business owner has their own
1: hiccup, let's say Mm -hmm. in that hiring process. So everybody, everybody has a problem in hiring. Let's just get that. Let's just put that right out there on the table. I mean, I don't care if you're a creative, you're not a creative, you're a small business owner, you're a big business, everybody, when hiring for the first time, messes up. Everybody, whether it's process, whether it's the person you've hired, whether it's the questions you've asked, whether it's legal compliance, whatever it is, you are going to mess up. The sooner you can just realize that you're going to mess up, the much easier all this gets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. figuring out, don't mess up in the parts that are are going to then cause your business a lot more headache and heartache um, in the long run which was more like the legal compliance and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, the thing is the only way, the only reason that I am good at hiring is because I've had 15 years of experience. Mm. The only reason you're quote unquote bad Mm. at hiring is because you have no experience. It's okay. I Mm. once was bad as well. And I mean, real bad. So if you stick around long enough, I will share some of my bad hiring experiences (laughs) and you will not feel so bad.
0: But you know what, that is a beautiful point as well, because, you know, even from the work that I do and how my business has grown over the years is the, the brands I created three years ago, nowhere near as strong and connected as the ones I do this year, this year, sure. you know, and even the content and the Mm -hmm. bios I did because bios are still a very consistent thing because I love doing them. Mm -hmm. But the ones I did way back when I first started my, my content and brand company Mm -hmm. are horrid, in my opinion, (laughs) the ones I create now. Absolutely. And it is that oh yeah and I thought that was good once upon a time Mm -hmm. but now I look at it and I know how much better it can be and where that fall down was.
1: Absolutely. And
0: that's that's huge and even in Mm -hmm. because I work with contractors for writing I can think to the very first contractor I had really talented gal couldn't take feedback in a constructive way Mm-hmm. The next few writers I have, and I'm still with them today, and I've been with the, these two specifically since um, for four and five years, for four and five years, they take feedback so well, mm-hmm. they implement it, they are there to learn, they say what's next, and, and so when I know if I'm looking to outsource to another writer, I need that, yeah. let's have a conversation, how can we grow, because I get that from clients. Mm-hmm. So it's a skill that needs to be developed. Absolutely. Beautiful. So, so, so Ashley, how (laughs) then, (laughs) how can business owners leverage our natural talents and strengths then to hire the right person to support our business personhood, the health of our person, the business, our baby that we're raising?
1: I love this question, Lindsay. And I think the first thing is the the wonderful saying, know thine own self. Uh, First, we have to know and we have to be really honest with ourselves. What am I good at? What am I not good at? What would I really rather not have to do? Because we don't want to go out there anytime somebody says they want to clone themselves, which is almost every day in my business. um, I I just like, it's nails on a chalkboard to me. uh, Because I don't want you to clone yourself. We don't need another you. You are perfectly wonderful in every way just as yourself. We need somebody to compliment you. And I don't mean tell you that your hair looks pretty and your sweater's nice and all that, but somebody who actually can come in. I know and I love Lindsay's hair.
0: (laughs) FYI, I'm wearing a gorgeous sweater and my hair is fantastic today. She looks
1: amazing. (laughs) Yes. yes. Um, But I mean somebody that comes in and like I was telling you earlier, about with my team member, Mara, somebody who has different skills than you and looking at your business and saying, where are we missing nutrients, if you will, in our business personhood? Because I know that Lindsay talks a lot about like really nourishing our business and and it being its own identity. And I think that's important because in my business, I may not need X, but I need Y. And in your business, you may need A, B, but not C, D. So whatever those nutrients are, we need to identify what are my goals in my business? Where am I going? What am I going to need in order to get there? Uh, for example, if you are, let's just kind of stick with like the physiology thing here. Um, if you are training for a triathlon, you're going to have a totally different training regimen than if you are training for a strongest man competition or a CrossFit competition, right? Different, different muscles that you're going to have to work, different activities that you're going to have to do to prepare your body, to create endurance, to nourish and and train. And that's exactly what our businesses need. We don't all need the same thing. So if somebody is out there telling you like, here's my one week to hire the dream, whatever that every business needs, I'm just going to go ahead and call lies on that because not every single business is going to need that one thing. And also it's going to take you a little bit longer than a week to hire somebody, especially if they're an employee. Um, So I think that there are definitely some key things here that we have to think about uh, You know, from our goals, from our lead time, you need to hire much more soon uh, than you think you do because it is going to take you time to find that person and hire that person and do all of the tasks that go along with it and then get them started. Um, So that way you're not running around like with your hair on fire uh, you know, trying to bring a new person into your busiest season. Um, so, yeah, I think I think those are really the key the key elements, and making sure that you're taking the time that you need to be smart and to be strategic, and to align your people plan. Like I, I always like to say, align your people plan with your business plan. What does your business need? Here's the people to support those needs and that growth.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> This, this is so gosh darn beautiful. Um, thank you for, for this free counseling session. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and, and it's, it's great. But, uh, so, so that's one way how we can leverage our natural strengths, but I'm wondering though, um, are there some more common mistakes that businesses mm-hmm. make when hiring um, that are actually harmful to their health of their business, not just a little mistake, but longer
1: lasting impact. Oh yeah, for sure. Not hiring for values alignment is one of the biggest mistakes that I see business owners make. And when I say not hiring for business alignment or values alignment, what I mean is who, who is your business? Who 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 is this, this business person? Are they somebody who values honesty and integrity? Are they somebody who values fun and creativity? Are they someone who values white glove, high, high, high value service? Like, who is your business? So if we don't know who our business is, if we don't take time to get to know who this business is as a person, then we're going to hire the wrong people to work within this business. So let's say that your business is white glove super high touch professional like top of the line rolex level service right that is the creme de la creme and you hire somebody who is maybe more like they fit in Cirque du Soleil right or maybe they fit in the traveling circus they're like fun and exciting and everybody loves them Not saying this person is a bad person, Mm -mm. but that's not the right fit for this business. And so when you have that values misalignment, your client experience suffers. Your program service development and delivery suffers. Uh, Everything that they touch in your business is going to give you a different feel, a different experience, a different outcome. And so when, when that happens, what I often hear people say is, oh, this person is the worst. And I'm like, no, they're actually not. They're a pretty good human being. They're just not the right person for this job, for this culture, for this environment, for this position, whatever it is. And another thing is not being clear on what it is you need this person to do. Mm -hmm. And that is such an easily avoidable mistake that people make. Um, It makes the hair stand straight up on top of my head, but this is why I'm here. I'm here to help you. So that way my hair can stay down where it belongs and you can get the help that you need in your business. Uh, Because when you hire, when you're, when you're unclear in your hiring practice, when you don't know exactly what this person's going to be doing, what kind of projects or activities they're going to be focused on, then guess what? They're tugging on your shirt tails all day long, virtually, albeit probably right now, especially, uh, but they're tugging on your shirt tells what do I do next? And how do I do this? And what do I do? And what? Do it, like, that's not helping you. Because now all of these tasks that were on your plate are, are still on your plate. And or there's a high degree of uh, hand-holding or training, or coaching, or however you want to frame that. A lot of times, clients come to me and they say, "I'm just tired of holding all my clients' hands." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you created that, so let's fix it." Mm. Uh, or holding all my cus- uh, my employees' hands. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> my clients aren't self-sufficient. <laughs> yes, what? exactly. Yeah, they don't they don't need to be. But you're. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing but your employee. job, right? Yep. If you're doing your job as yep. the CEO, the leader, the hiring manager, whatever you want to call yourself, then you're going to hire people who are smart Mm -hmm. and they're going to know more about this stuff than you do. Maybe they don't know how your business does it, but they're still going to be the expert. I am not a technology expert. I am not a project project tool management expert, but guess who is? My team member, Mara. Mm -hmm. And guess who I go to for advice, for her expertise, to understand how we might be able to do things better? I go to Mara doesn't come to me she comes to me with solutions that's the way this works and so when you're unclear about what you need help with you can't possibly hire the right person to fill that role to be the expert that you can then trust and lean on
0: agree yeah. um <laughs> There's a lot there <laughs> <laughs> what though? so i mean it's one thing to say this is a mistake you know the values alignment absolutely mm-hmm. what though what's A tangible thing that someone can do to say, well, what do I need? How do they start to do that?
1: You need some values. Sit down and get to know your business. Mm -hmm. So, something you can actively walk away from this conversation today is do you have values in your business? If you do, are those the right values? Maybe it's time to do a refresh. Mm -hmm. I recently just did a whole brand refresh and we updated all of our values because who we were four years ago when we first started is not who we are today. Mm -hmm. And so that's the cool thing about values. They don't have to stay the same. Now, were there common themes? Absolutely. Were there more sophisticated ways of saying some of the same things? Yeah, sure. We polished it up a little, right? But we've also grown. We've also learned some things about ourselves, about our clients, about the work that we do, and that deserves a place in our value system. -hmm. And so, if you have values, take a look at them. If you haven't updated them in the last two years, five years, 10 years, never, uh, it's definitely time to take a look at them. And if you have a team, this is an amazing exercise to do with your team. Who are we? Who do we want to be? And even thinking about futuristically, what values do we want to embody that maybe we don't embody today? So, that's what to do if you have. Values in place. But if you don't have values in place, this is a great time to figure out well, what should our values be? Mm -hmm. And I would recommend, I usually say four to six values max. Mm -hmm. You do not need more than six values. What you want is something short and memorable that you can implement with your team every day. And if you've got 10, 15, 20 values, or you stand for everything, or you've got a 10 page manifesto, nobody's going to remember that. So, guess what's going to happen? They're going to get shoved in a drawer. They're going to be lost in a dusty e-file on your computer somewhere. uh, And nobody's ever going to look at them. The thing that's so valuable about values is when you can actually implement them, when every conversation you have ties back to a value, when every project or program or service that you create ties back to a value. so sit down and just brainstorm. The way I like to do it is I'll just take a big stack of Post-it notes in all different colors, and I just start writing. What are what are values? What are things that I believe? What are things that my clients need from me? What are ways that I want to show up in this world? Um, how how do I want to serve? Who do I want to be? Who do I want the business to be? Because it's not always about me. Sometimes mm-hmm. the business, you know, the business she has her own personality, um, and it's very much influenced by me as the business owner. But it's also It's also different. Um, So think about this holistically and then take those post-it notes and slap them up on a wall and start sorting them. What things are similar? What has a a kind of the same vibe? Did I write anything twice? Hello, I've been there. Definitely wrote down the same thing two and three times. And so I know that that to me is a really strong value coming through. So i want to take note of that and then start paring them down, prioritize which value is most important. If I could only choose one, which one would it be? Um, And then through this exercise, you know, it's gonna take some iterations and sometimes I'll leave my post-it notes on the walls for a couple of days and come back to it with a fresh set of eyes. Um, But this way you're going to be able to really streamline the process and you're gonna get those ideas out of your head because you're not gonna make any decisions with everything just living in there. Uh, And then you can see it in a written visual exercise that you can tangibly do something with. And so maybe you see 15 buckets on your wall now. You've got 15 buckets. Okay, well, some of those things are probably gonna to group together. So things like, uh, you know, what fits under cultural values? What fits under service values? What fits under how we work together values? So you can kind of bucket those a little bit broader and then define what does this look like for us? does this look and if you want an idea for how to do this you can visit my website check out my values they're on our about page Mm -hmm. um and you can see our six buckets of values and and how we've defined those it's good to get inspiration from other people but make sure that your values reflect you Um, don't just copy and paste from the internet
0: no absolutely not and and a a great what, what i what i love that you said there is yes on your site is that you have these definitions of what your core values are. And I think that is something that a lot of businesses miss is defining what their value is. And this was a conversation I had um, on a previous podcast um, about safety. And Mm. we don't all have that same definition of safety. And that wasn't actually clear to me until Mm. my colleague said, "You know, yeah, but, are you working with the same definition? I was like, oh my goodness, no. Yeah. And so to take that one step further, it's, you know, what is that action in that value? So how does that value show up in an action? Because I can remember being in my 20s in a company who toted values are exactly what we do. And I can, I can name those values. I can spell that sentence off, but mm-hmm. I cannot tell you what it looked like in action.
1: Mm.
0: Um, yeah. And I like, yeah, I was a snoity, a snoity, a a hoity 20 year old when one of those values had to come into place. And I was like, well, nobody else is doing the action. So I'm going to be this snoity, right? Mm
1: -hmm. But look
0: back, it's had we been able to have those clear actions defined within Mm -hmm. the value of, and and so it's not just what do I believe? It's well, how do I act? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What actions are important to me? when do I do an action that really resonates and makes me feel connected with my client or connected with my community um, Mm -hmm. as a business? And that really then helps to make those value pieces come to life off the page. Mm -hmm. And and so I love that there's this beautiful process of getting it out of the head, getting it onto paper, and then being able to take it off the paper and Mm -hmm. into action.
1: Yeah. If you're not talking about Yeah. If you're not talking about your values in every team meeting, Mm -hmm. in every product ideation, in every, how can we make our customer service experience better? Like if you're not pulling in your values, you are missing out on the gold that builds company culture.
0: And it can't be expected from the, I don't like saying bottom level, but from the bottom level up, it has to come from those who we're looking to to guide mm-hmm. us into these
1: actions it has to um, your most important job as the ceo whether you're the ceo of you and no one else <laughs> or you're the ceo of a fortune 500 company your number one job is to set the vision and the tone for the rest of the company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you do that through values
0: mm-hmm. you
1: 100 percent do that through values and and like you said lindsay which are associated with actions and if you're not pulling your values into those actions then you're still, you still have culture, but you probably have a culture that you have not determined or defined. And so this is how you create intentional culture and not culture by default. Yeah. Yeah. Not just regurgitated culture,
0: but yeah. Yeah. That, that intentional action-based committed, engaged culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we only have one more question here today, (laughs) but before that, Ashley, my dear, where in the world can people find you? How can they connect with you? How can they stay connected and continue to learn um, continue to learn from you?
1: Yes, well, you can visit me on my website at sprouthr.co. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sprouthr.co. Um, I tried to make it super easy. We're in all the places sprouthr.co. Um, and I would love to invite you to grab my free hiring roadmap. If you are getting ready to hire for the first time and you're now extra you know freaked out by all the things that could possibly go wrong, <laughs> don't freak out. I've got you. We've Mm -hmm. got a roadmap that we've clearly outlined exactly step after step after step that we take with all of our one-on-one clients. And it's going to help you get a really solid, smart plan together. That's simple. And that is going to walk you through the steps that you need to hire that first employee. Mm -hmm. And you can grab that at sprouthr.co forward slash roadmap.
0: Ashley, I (laughs) love that. And yes, we will be putting all those links on the show notes for sure. But thank you so much and i highly recommend connecting with ashley cuz well she's wonderful and and i think you know hr has typically not always had the best rep for whatever reason but in these conversations and i think how the world is changing now more and more hr the human aspect of business which is what hr is is so important And and I I think the conversations you're having and the leadership and the training on hiring the right people is going to have and has and will continue to have impact.
1: Thank you so much, Lindsay. I really appreciate that. And that's what it is. I mean, I'm focused on the humans. And if you are focused on hiring the best humans and really being the best human that you can as, as a leader, um, then I'd love, I'd love to meet you. Uh, you. you know, just connect, just to be in each other's worlds because we need more humans, leading humans. And I think that's where we're really gonna to see the magic happen in business.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. I love that. Well, as a another self-proclaimed creative
1: who loves Ooh. to play, yes,
0: <laughs> in your mind of opportunity and possibility what do you believe could happen if businesses realized that they are people too?
1: Uh, I love this question. And I've really been thinking about this. And I kind of wanted to see where today's conversation took us, uh, you know, to to make my response reflective of not only what I value and embody, but also what is important in, in our conversation from today. And I think that if we realize that businesses are people too i see so much more hope and possibility for people in this world to step into their full power to step into their own creativity to their own genius the thing is as the ceo and leader sure maybe maybe we're tapped on the shoulder to be quote unquote, the most important person in the business, but we're not. In fact, we can't do this business without the people that we're leading. And everybody deserves a place to come to where they're excited, where they get to do meaningful work, where they get to make contributions to a bigger picture. And I'm going to get emotional because I absolutely believe in people. And People need leaders to believe in them, and so I want for you to be a leader who believes in your people. And I believe that when businesses are realized as people, then people win. Oh gosh, <laughs> Lindsay oh. and gonna I are just going to cry over know. here. I'm <laughs> so glad we're ending on a nice teary
0: note here of emotions, but I mean, that's beautiful reflecting back on my own experiences within the corporate world and working for working for people or I was very lucky to have both types of leaders, not good ones, mm-hmm. but also those who saw the humans yeah. and treated us all as humans. and they're why I do what I do is because they helped and saved my life in a very corporate world when they didn't have to and that was, it's priceless, it's precious. We're people. And that's, that's right. what we are. Well, thank you. This, is, this was wonderful. I have so enjoyed my time with you today. So thank you for being here.
1: Likewise, this has been one of the best conversations. I'm just so grateful to, to have been on the podcast and to chat with you and to connect with everybody who's listening. Thank you
0: so much. And everybody, everybody have a wonderful day. Big hugs, big love, and we'll talk soon. This was an absolute joy of a conversation for me. Coming from a recruiting background myself, all of Ashley's shares hit the nail on the head with what I often saw when it came to hiring the right individuals for a team. It's all about understanding what nutrients your business is missing what people are missing for your business personhood to thrive. Thank you, Ashley, for your brilliance. And thank you, awesome listener, for taking the time to think about what nutrients your business needs, not just for today, but for tomorrow. And as always, you can find all the links highlighted by Ashley in her episode show notes on anchor.fm slash businesses are people too. Until next time, friends. Oh, hello, Lindsay Harrell here, just to say a huge thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. It's listeners like you who are going to change the way business is done, bringing real human connection back into our businesses and our communities. If you believe that businesses are people too and are curious about how you can add more human into your business, brand, and values, then let's chat so you can take action that actually matters to you and your people. Simply email lindsay at therightharl.com or find me online at www.therightharl.com. This podcast would simply not be possible without you. So. To never miss an episode of Brilliant Minds we're going to learn from, be sure to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast platform. You know, either Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Of course, if you really enjoyed this episode, you would make my heart do a wee giggle if you left a five-star rating. Now, until next time, big hugs, big love, and have a most awesome day.